0: to double your sales now your resources to selling strategies tips and best practices to take your performance to the next level there's no reason you can't double your sales so let's get to it with your sales coach Ursula Menches Welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minches, and I can't wait to dive into today's show. I have the amazing, very cool Lisa Reed with me here today. I've known her for years. It's like we've been just in each other's circles and around and we've supported each other in business. And she's in California. I'm here in Minnesota. And we still continue to keep in touch. She's just one of those people you want to know. So Lisa, I'm so excited. Welcome to the Double Your Sales Now show. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I know we're gonna have a great conversation talking about speaking gigs and you know how to get them and all that cool stuff. And also just hearing about your business journey. So I will I'm gonna be back to you in a moment to introduce you. But before I do that, We have an amazing sponsor who's back again this month, TheDancingHouse.com. Melissa Huber has just been such a great sponsor of our show and of our community. So let me tell you about The Dancing House. Melissa says, you know, she says, taking care of ourselves is key to taking care of our world. Amen to that, right? However, it's more and more difficult to find the time to get to the yoga studio or a gym, and no one likes being surrounded by strangers when we're working out. We could work out at home, but it's nearly impossible to stay motivated. Let's be honest, searching for great video options on YouTube may have you giving up before you even get your shoes on. But good news, TDH virtual experience has got you covered. Experience a class setting virtually on your terms. Experience yoga, boogie fit, dance fitness, and even ballet and tap dance classes simply by logging into your account. You'll have the opportunity to ask questions and receive personalized answers and be part of a fun, supportive community without leaving your home. It's really the best of both worlds. It's the TDH virtual experience for anyone, anywhere, anytime. And what's really cool is it starts at just $25 a month. So if you want to check it out, go to thedancinghouse.com and claim your two-week free trial today. Also, there's no credit card required and new classes are added every week. It's thedancinghouse.com. I always wanted to do ballet. So I signed up for the ballet class and got to hang out with Melissa, which was really awesome. I highly recommend it. Again, thedancinghouse.com. So thanks, TDH. We love you. We appreciate your support. With that, let me tell you about Lisa. After booking and delivering over 400, yes, 400 speaking engagements, the most popular question speakers ask Lisa Reed is, how do I get more speaking gigs? I get asked that question a lot too. So I'm excited to dig into what we're going to talk about today. As the founder of Get Speaking Gigs Now, Lisa shares her booking secrets with heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to make an impact on the world through speaking. Awesome. Lisa, I want you to share a little bit about your story and your background first. Like, what got you into the world of speaking? And people, you know, I get that question a lot like, how do I become a speaker? And I don't know about you, but there's no magic fairy that tapped me on the head. It was like, I just felt this calling and then I had to keep speaking, even though in the beginning I didn't really want to. So please tell us your story and how did you get this company launched? Yeah, I think.
1: What you said is really important that it is so different for everyone. There's no like right path or regular path that happens. And I think what I hear often is that people have a calling, like they have a message that starts to get bigger than any fear or concern or vulnerability that they might have. And they just go, I have to get this message out. So for me, I'm probably a little bit on the different side because I remember my very first big public speaking event was when I was in junior high school, I spoke to my entire class about the exciting topic of seatbelt safety, which, you know, teenagers really love to talk about that. And, so, <laughs> and that's, I remember being asked to do it and not really having any concerns about it. Like, but I wanted to do a good job and I really wanted it to be fun and interesting. And so I employed my dad, who, uh, <laughs> well, I didn't pay him, but he helped me and the other gentleman who was doing the presentation with me make it really fun and silly and totally age appropriate. So I remember that very distinctly, and it was fun. I had a great time. I remember when it was over, I was like, this was awesome. And then, yeah, and then it kind of, I didn't really think too much of it until college. My very first day in college, I was. In my speech communication class, and it was an interpersonal communication, not public speaking. But I called my mom and I said, Mom, I'm changing my major, first day of college, you know. And she's like, Whoa, (laughs) hold on a second. And, you know, I waited a semester, but yeah, I knew I was in love and I got my bachelor's and master's in speech communication. But it wasn't, so even though that's what I did, it wasn't because, oh, I wanted to be a public speaker. That actually never, I didn't think of that as a career. I liked the coaching, the talking that that's what I liked about the communication, the like the connection with people. And then, I mean, it's a long story, but you know, (laughs) 20 something years later, I end up being hired by this amazing company to speak on their behalf about personal development. And then hundreds of bookings later, people asking me to help them. I'm like, okay, this, I can do this. I can definitely help people.
0: Yeah. I didn't know you had a bachelor's and a master's in speech communication. That's awesome. So here's what I'm curious about. Cause I, my undergrad is in psychology and communication, you know, cause I totally had to figure myself out and figure out how to get in front of people. So would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert or somewhere in between? I think I'm an
1: extrovert, but because I know it's weird, anyone who knows me would probably think I'm a total extrovert, Yeah. but I, because I do love being around people and I do get energy from that, but because my work is so outputting, like emotionally outputting and just, I'm listening to people and I'm taking it in and I'm, you know, giving out. I think when I get home, I'm an introvert.
0: <laughs> yeah. There is such a thing as an ambivert, which I think yeah, is what I fall. I it. right? <laughs> yeah. I can see that. So take us back. I mean, you come s- across as sounding really fearless. So it's hard to imagine you had any limiting beliefs, but when you got into the business world or when you launched your first business, did you have any limiting beliefs about sales or selling or business growth?
1: Sure. Absolutely. In fact, When I was interviewing out of, I got my master's degree and I was like, okay, got it now, get a real job. And I was interviewed by this recruiter and he's like, you know what you should do? You would be great in sales. And I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I don't want to do that at all. And he's like, you'd be really good. I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) Of course now I think it's a 30 or some odd year career in sales. So he was right. I do enjoy sales. I guess I enjoy it because I do it. So yeah, there was definitely like, I don't want to be pushy. I also have, you know, as I got deeper into my own development, as you were saying, like, I need to know myself, like I have this without being checked. And if I'm on autopilot and not being conscious, it, I get into that. Like, I hope they like me. I want to make sure people like me. And so if in sales, sometimes, well, obviously, it's not about people liking it. It's nice if people like you, that's but that's not always what's going to be best for the client. you know if I don't know, we're not in control of other people so now i you know how do I overcome that is I can catch it when I'm doing it easier and kind of understanding my intention like if my intention is coming like i'm already a I'll just go ahead and say I'm kind of a likable person, like I enjoy people, and I am, you know I fun and stuff like that. But if I'm like, trying to get them to like me out of that fear base and it doesn't work, you know, versus if it's like, I'm just being me and they happen to like me. Great. So it's kind of the intention behind, it, as you know,
0: misintention, you know, you're the expert. So some days I am. Some days. <laughs> so what about, okay, so limiting beliefs around sales and like the fear based piece. But what about speaking? Like, is there an audience that really scared you or threw you? Or do you ever get nervous? Like, how do you manage that before you get in front of an audience? Totally get
1: nervous sometimes still. And I think sometimes I don't, sometimes I do. I think it's really different for every person. I tend to get more nervous in front of people I know. Versus people I don't know, which is odd because you. And then some people are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm totally." If I know people in the audience, I'm more comfortable. It's so unique of what gets us right, what gets us. And I just, it's good to take a moment beforehand to understand what you're nervous about. Kind of talk yourself off the ledge, like, "Okay, wow, I'm really nervous. Hmm, that's interesting." Like, no, ignore it. Just, hmm, okay, inside, you know, internally to yourself, and then, like, well, what am I nervous about? Well, I'm nervous because these are my peers and what if this would be me like they don't like what i offer or they think oh she doesn't know what she's talking about or she, or whatever i come up with a drama that i call the days of our lives starts happening in your mind right and then i'm like well lisa are you a mind reader no okay so you don't actually know what they're gonna say do you have any control over what they think about you no do you have some influence sure okay well let's just use that do you believe in what you're doing yes you know and you're, you know, kind of doing that little internal pep talk of what's real, what you know is real. Like, I do have something to offer. I'm not here for everyone. I'm here for whoever needs to hear this message today. And that's it.
0: That's really good. It's funny. I would agree. Like speaking in front of peers is can be much more challenging. Put me in front of an audience where no one knows me, and like I will light it up. Me too, (laughs) right? I wonder what that's about. Well, I love what you said though too about you know, do I have influence? Can I influence this? Yes, that's a very powerful statement and a self-coaching perspective for all of us to use because there are those moments when you know we just have to talk ourselves off the ledge. And I was talking to a client recently, and this is new for her. She's getting into the speaking world. And I always share, you know, that I used to have glossophobia, the deepest fear of public speaking, right? And so a lot of times people will come over and talk to me about it, because they're like, I would never know. And I'm like, well, now I don't have it anymore. It's different. Like, I've shifted that. But it was years of work. And I just want to encourage people who are listening, like, it doesn't matter what level of fear you have, if your desire to speak is there the right people will show up. Like you're listening to this podcast for a reason, like the messages you're going to get from Lisa, maybe you're going to work with Lisa, right? Like there's a next step for you, but don't let fear stop you. I mean, I had the most paralyzing fear and now I get paid for it. And so, you know, we can't let those stop, but I I love the self-talk part. And so what I'm curious about is, so you have this new business. I want to talk about the double, like the first, was there a moment where, you know, you launched this new business and you had an awesome month or you had a double, or just a moment where you realized like, wow, this is real. This is really happening. And you know, how did any of your limiting beliefs about sales or selling shift after that awesome month?
1: I think, yeah, for me, when I heard about the question about the double your sales and I listened to the podcast, it's like, Oh, I remember I had launched my business July, maybe it was like September, 2017. And I think my website maybe was live for a week or something like that. Very, very soon into the launch of it. And a man calls me out of the blue and he's like, I need your help. I need you to help me with my talk. And I'm like inside, I'm like, oh my God, what do I charge? I'm like, That's not on my menu of options. What, what do I do? <laughs> so I called one of my coaches and I was like, what do I do? It's always good to have a coach and help and so i decided on a fee and we and i helped him with his talk and getting it ready and he had this big event nothing like a big event to light a fire under you and he wanted to do a really good job because it was going to lead to other talks and a lot of business so he was willing to invest so i did a couple more of those and then i was like wait i think i'm onto something here like i think i can charge double what i did that first time so i at one point, like sometimes people say, well, how do you charge? What do you charge? And I was like, it depends on, I go, like there's one part of the marketplace. There's a marketplace that you could, be, you know, that's all over the place in the coaching world. And then there's your intuition of like, well, how can you stair step yourself up? Because if you're so nervous and you don't believe that you can charge that, you're going to prove yourself right. So like if you can stair step up to where you're like, oh, I'm building belief that what I, have is valuable, then you can keep going. So that's what I did. I was like, I started with something. I was a little scared, but then I slowly doubled it each time. I didn't double it every single call, but I mean, over time it doubled to what that original client was because I was building that evidence. Like people really need this and they really want it. And I'm actually really, really helping this. Like, it was funny. He had PowerPoint presentation and there was a slide in there it was for it was geared towards senior citizens and there was a slide in there that was like really um, not a senior citizen based audience slide so I'm like just even that alone that memory I'm like <laughs> I don't think that we're gonna have to take that one out and just stuff like that like
0: helpful <laughs> very helpful yeah <laughs> So he showed up too. It sounds like he had a real pain. It's like, Lisa, solve my problem. Here's my credit card. Yeah. I mean, that's when you know like you're really digging in. And I love it. I mean, we talk about a stretch, but believable at some level, right? So it's an alignment with you. Like you could, it was a stretch, but you could still see yourself charging that much. And I think that's such a key point is to feel into it. And a lot of people ask us about pricing as well. And the other thing we talk about at Sales Camp is, you know, what's the least amount you would charge for something where, You might even resent the client a little bit because you'd be working a little bit harder to what's the most you would charge where you feel like you show up as the biggest rock star of your life, ready to just handle it. Like, what's that amount? And it's interesting how wide that gap can be for people. And usually there's a number in between that we find, but it's definitely a way to find that that pricing alignment for yourself. Absolutely. So let's look at back at, you know, I mean, you are fun. You're awesome. People love you. People like working with you but I'm curious, is there, was there a limiting belief? Like when you look back at your business trajectory over the years, was there a limiting belief that you had to change about yourself or about what was possible for you that really helped you get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, still on that same thing, was just about having something of value to offer. And I think that comes into, you know, my worth. also speaking first person, like my worth and like, what does that mean? And even being surprised sometimes when, Someone comes to me and wants my services. I'm just like, sometimes, especially if it's someone who I think is really, you know, amazing. And I think, well, what would, how could I help you? You're already so incredible. Like, and so there's still this, like, a little bit of doubt of, like, huh, are you sure that you need me? Like, (laughs) and what I'm so grateful for is that when I have that doubt and that person's like, no, this is what I need. I need you to help me with, you know, X, Y, and Z. I need you to help me figure out where to go, figure out who to talk to, figure out what to say when I talk to them. And I get the chance to do that and really offer my expertise. It's so validating of like, okay, wait, yes, I am worthy. Like I, this is valuable. So it's, I think, I don't know, for me, like the limiting beliefs are there. And as much as, even if I know what they are, it's being able to have the, I guess, awareness to catch them when they come up. I was like, it's not a lobotomy. Like it didn't just go away and never come back. It's like, oh, that's that, you know, I'm not worthy thing coming. Why are you here? Oh, let me listen to you for a second. Uh, oh, okay. That's what you got it. Okay. So it's just, again, that self-talk conversation with our, with myself.
0: Yeah. Yes. It's a little bit of that imposter syndrome, right? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think 95% of people I've interviewed at very different levels of business across the board have talked about imposter syndrome, if not 98% at this point. it's And I love that you shared that because I know there's people who are listening who have that showing up and it's such a normal part of being in business, especially as you continue to grow and your business continues to grow. And then people that you've admired come to you and say, hey, I really need your help. And it is, it's like, well, who am I to be helping this person? Well, who are you not to be, right? They see the magic in you and you just have to show up. So thank you for sharing that. I'm curious now, we know you've grown your business, you've grown other people's businesses. What would you say, and I'm guessing speaking might be one of these, but I'm not sure. What would you say your top two strategies are that you've used to double your sales? And how'd you do it?
1: One thing would be to, I do like this gut check after I complete work with a client, which is is kind of that same thing about the intention or the like how do i feel about my pricing like i do this gut check of like was i in any way resentful during that process of like i should have charged more like and so which goes back to that like worthy piece like oh maybe i shouldn't charge as much you know like we all have these doubts right and so i do a gut check of like did i feel really good about the services that i offered and the price that i offered and if i don't then i change my pricing next time so it's like i can't change the past like i chose to quote whatever i quoted and then i agreed so i didn't like to keep my commitment. so but i can move forward in the future so that's one thing i use in terms of like yeah for people like figuring out their pricing like one point i'm a big fan of throwing spaghetti on the wall like you got to throw spaghetti on the wall and just see what sticks and then go oh yeah i charge way too much or oh yeah i really didn't charge that enough you know and so kind of that will help you increase your sales in the dollar side quicker. When we admit that like, oh, I, that didn't, you know, it wasn't a fair, I should have charged more, which I think is usually the case. Like usually I think people should be charging more. And then the other one is, and I think you'll appreciate this so much from a sales perspective is picking up the phone and calling people, you know, especially we have so many with like automation and everything's automated and whatever. I am telling you what, there is, Still that good old fashioned human connection. And that is so powerful. And so when I really have a strong connection with someone that's authentic, that like, I want them to be my client. Why? Because I can, I like them. I know I can help them. I've heard what they have to say. Like, I know that we can make something together. So sometimes it just takes that phone call. Like, I'm just going to pick up the phone and I'm going to tell them. And I'm going to tell them that I want to work with them. And that they're invited to work with me. And well, let's talk about it. How can we make it happen? But so many, I think people are scared to call somebody. (laughs) So you do that in your sales camp, like, get your phones out. We're going to, oh, I don't know if I spilled the secret, but. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: But here's to that point, Lisa. So walk us through that. So, and I know speaking is part of the strategy, right? Like what I'm curious first about like what percentage of your business comes through speaking, would you guess? And then are you calling the people who've heard you speak or could it be someone through networking? Like where do these leads come that you follow up with?
1: It could be anywhere. And I totally believe in, like someone was saying like, how do I take money from client or, you know, how do you charge people? Like actually at a speaking engagement, how do you get money from people? And I'm like, I, so this is like my, one of my affirmations if you will, I don't say it every day, but it's just kind of something I believe. I'm like, I accept money in all forms. So I accept cash, check, square up Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had someone who's like, I could pay you a Bitcoin. I'm like, all right, well, sure. I'm sure it'll be worth more. I'm not, yeah, I'm not worried about that. So it's about being really open to receive is part of it. And it's the same way with leads or prospects or clients. I've had somebody recently who, like you just, I can't predict this. Like this person knew somebody who knew somebody and they stayed at their house and the wife came and then he'd talk to her and she was from another state and they were moving here. You know what I mean? Like, and then she's a speaker. He's like, oh, let me connect you guys. And voila, you know, I'm able to help her. And I can't predict that. So that didn't come from a speaking engagement. But it certainly came from networking and building relationships and letting people know what I do. Telling people, you know, if you know a speaker, I'd like to meet them. I don't know if I can help them or not. I don't know if they need help or not. But I'm happy to talk with them. And if they don't become a client, they might be a great referral partner for me. So I don't turn any like I'm not one of those people who's like, don't send me like, I'm just like, just, I'm open to talking
0: to people. I'm open. Yeah, I love it. And I think that's so important to be open. That's the receiver muscle. So it's, you also said something interesting. Like when you pick up the phone to call someone, you tell them like, there was something there. I really want to work with you. Let's figure out how to make it happen. Now that takes a lot of guts. And, you know, you do that. You know, I know you check in internally, intuitively to, to see like, oh yes, I feel like following up with that person. And between you and me and the wall and everyone who's listening, I don't think there's anything more powerful than reaching out to someone and personally inviting them to work with you. I mean, because one, it's genuine. You actually believe you can help them. Two, like they're probably your top 5% of prospects, right? So there's that connection that like, you know, you could help them skyrocket their speaking, right? So everyone who's listening to really hear what you said, my guess is that you're received really powerfully. So when you call people in that manner, Lisa, what do people say to you typically? Usually
1: honored. I mean, who doesn't want to be invited to the party? You know, we all have, we look at other people and you know, the work that I do as well in the mindset field, everybody has stuff. Everybody has insecurities about something, you know, we're not all perfect and, but we, it, when we lose sight, when we think that like, oh, everyone has it together, except for me, that's very common thought. That's not true. Everyone's thinking the same thing. I tell my daughter that she's in high school and like, girl, you know, all those kids, whoever they are, what if they're on the football team or the whatever, they all have insecure, everybody has insecurities. So not saying prey on it. I'm just saying like, it kind of helps you not be so scared. Right. You know, not be so scared.
0: It levels the playing field. It's like everyone's human. And, you know, reach out, like if you feel that connection with someone, reach out and make that personal invitation because you might be surprised. And you use the word honored. That's what most people say. Like, I'm so honored you thought of me. I'm so honored you reached out to me. You might be shocked at what people respond with. So, all right, we want to keep going. I want to give you time to talk about what you do. You're an expert in teaching speakers how to get booked and stay booked. Amen. So that's right. share with us. I'd love to hear two to three strategies that you teach your clients. Yeah, I always say like
1: you could sneeze and get a speaking engagement. So we don't want you to just get one speaking engagement. We want you to get asked to get and and build up that pipeline so one of the things that i highly recommend is networking with other speakers and you might think well lisa there's no networking group where i am well there's one where i am because i created one but (laughs) if you want to come out to orange county california oc speakers network you're welcome to that being said it's not in our day and age it's so easy to find speakers in your area that you could build a relationship with or And it doesn't need to be face to face. It might be someone who's, you know, in another state, but building that relationship is so important. And I also, when I say networking with other speakers, it doesn't mean you have to get like a, sometimes people have weird thoughts about networking. It doesn't mean you have to have a huge stack of business cards and follow up with every single person. No, it's like dating. Like you're finding your soulmate speaker networking partner or a couple, like you don't have to be monogamous in this relationship, but like you can... Two or three, you know, but where you're, it's kind of like having two or three best friends. Like who are your top besties that you like, you like them, you respect them, you honor them, you believe in what they do, they believe in what you do. You kind of like, maybe you go to their workshop or they come to yours or, you know, you kind of get a little taste of each other's work so you can really, really recommend them with your heart and soul. And then they speak on something that's like, I kind of like a peanut butter jelly. Like they speak on jelly, you speak on peanut butter. Like it goes together, but it's not in competition. And one of my strategic partners who you know her, and she and I probably book each other, like 30% of my bookings are probably from her. And same, she probably say the same about me. And we just trust each other so deeply because we show up, we have the same work ethic. We have the same, you know, way in which we follow up. And she's just amazing. And so find your one or two,
0: three best friends that you can network with. And really refer. And when you say introductions, like you guys are doing full on email introductions. Oh, yeah. You and I have done that. I know who you're talking about. And she's fantastic at doing that. And so it's taking it that next step. It's not just saying, hey, you should try speaking at this place. It's actually formally introducing that person by email or phone or something. Yeah, like to rolling that out person.
1: the red carpet for them. You're like making this so easy. And that's one of the things I teach people actually through this relationship. I was like, wow, this system really works. And I've, and, I, and then I test it out on other people that might wanna refer me or I wanna, you know, I do like a testing, like we're going on a blind date, like, okay, let's see how this works. Let let me, I know you and I used to, when you were in California You and I used to do some events together, same kind of thing. You and I worked really, really well together. I've tried with other people and sometimes it doesn't, you know, sometimes some of the wheels fall off or the, (laughs) it doesn't quite work. I'm like, okay, so lesson learned. That's not my partner. That's okay. I don't, (laughs) we're good, you know, and so don't expect it to go perfectly the first time but it is
0: like how many, so for speakers who are out there in the world, how many referral partners do you think they should have or speaker besties as you call them?
1: I would say like a two or three, you know, one to three, it's not, you know, you're talking about a deeper relationship where you're giving more energy and time. And yeah. And then you'll have, it's just like real life where you have your close circle and then you have kind of the peripheral people where maybe they, you know, refer here and there and you refer here and there, but you're not like, On their mind all the time yeah and then you kind of have your wider range of people so it's just like think of it as your regular circle of friends of how that would naturally work and then another tip that I recommend is get your talk ready to rock of course if you are wanting to be a speaker and then I do help people with this so don't worry you don't have to do it by yourself but if you are wanting to be a speaker it's really hard to get a speaking engagement if you don't have a talk ready. Because the first question they're going to ask you is, great, what do you speak on? (laughs) And if you aren't ready to just go, boom, 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 here it is, it's going to be tough. And you're not going to feel I've actually seen this where the speaker will push the opportunity away. It's kind of like if you're in sales, but you don't have your product ready, or you don't have like what you help people with, it's like, we got to package your stuff up and get it structured. And if you don't have that you're kind of and someone's like oh well can you coach me you're gonna be like "Uh, oh, sure yeah <laughs> yeah i'll give me your card i'll call you never right so
0: we don't want that we want you to be ready yes what about a speaker one sheet
1: so in my mastermind we have i call it first of all i love pie so i use pie as like my metaphor but it's like seven pieces of the pie you can eat them in any order but getting your talk ready to rock is one of them speaker sheet is one of them so Now, sometimes people, let me just say for the audience, you are like, some of them are going, what's a speaker sheet? So, let's talk about that. So it's really like a sales page for you as a speaker. It's not for your customers. It's for people who would book you to speak. So it's kind of like Lisa Reed, you know, get speaking gigs now. Here's where she's spoken before. Here's some things people say about her that's amazing. And here's what she talks about and so forth and so on. And your logo and brand or whatever so now everyone knows what a speaker sheet is and then there's the question of should i have one i say yes yes have one and don't let it stop you if you don't have one i booked over a hundred speaking engagements before i even knew what it was so clearly i didn't need one then but now that i knew what it is i'm like oh that would have been really helpful
0: I think I should get one. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think it also makes it easier to charge and like just all that other stuff It does. kind of sets you apart from other people. But I'm the same. Like I booked tons and I didn't know in the beginning. I was just, people just gonna have asked me to talk. So I'd show up and I did everything wrong. I broke all the rules. So Lisa you said something interesting and I am sure our listeners heard it and they're like, really? You said you could sneeze and get a speaking engagement, but I have people who <laughs> come to me and say, like, how do I get even the first one? So any high level tips that you can share? And then we're going to start. Yeah. To yeah. Up. I mean, definitely. It's kind of about getting that
1: talk ready to rock. I would bet a lot of money that if someone's saying, I just can't get a speaking engagement, I would say my first question was like, well, what's your talk about? And they'd be like, Oh, I'm still working on it. You know, like, I really doubt that person has their talk ready to rock and they probably don't have a clear path to monetization, which is another piece of the pie. Like great that you have your talk ready, but let's figure out, I mean, when I help people get their talk ready, it's like, how are we going to monetize that? So you have a clear path. So you know where you're going and why you're going and what's for now, if you know that you're probably going to get booked and yeah, like I speak like 70 times a year, just in my local area. And I know I live in like a metropolitan area, you know, like I live in a highly populated place. So maybe if you're in a lower population place, you might not have the same opportunities. But what I can say is there's so many opportunities right now. And you could Facebook live it if, you know, like whatever, we can work it out. Like it's the fear. Fear stops people. Mm -hmm. So, yes it's kind of like being in a race, like you've got to get ready for the race. And sometimes people are like, well, I couldn't find any races. I'm like, really? I couldn't find any races because there's a lot of races out there. Are you ready for the race? Like, did you enter? Did you call somebody? Did you ask?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's perfect. Thank you. I think everything you shared today was super super duper helpful. Where can we learn more? How can we get more from you? So if someone's listening they're like, "Oh my gosh, I love Lisa. She sounds oh like God. so much fun. I want to work with her. How could I do that? Okay. What do you got for?" Yes. Us?
1: So website is getspeakinggigsnow. So it's gigs with the s. Now.com. And on there there is a link to a free consultation. It's a speaker success assessment. You have to say that 10 times fast. No, I'm just kidding. And it's a half hour call. I really want to hear from you what your goal and what your vision is as a speaker and kind of like what's stopping you from getting there because usually that's the case. There's like something, maybe a piece of information or a strategy or just like I don't know where to start or it could be a fear. I don't know, but let's talk about that. Let's kind of like the you are here moment and where do you wanna be moment. And yeah, then we can just decide if there's something that I can offer that would really, really help you. And so that's one way. And I'm happy to offer that to the Double Your Sales Now community.
0: That so means. that's for free, that's that for assessment? free, yes. That is awesome. Okay, cool. What else do you have going on?
1: I also have virtual workshops that occur roughly every other month or so. And so I have one, I don't know if we want to keep this evergreen, but for those of you who are listening live to the episode as it comes out, July 22nd is our next one. You can also find that on Get Speaking Migs Now on under programs. And I just put the next date up there. If that date doesn't work, you can email me and come to another one. And in that workshop, we talk about really what's your ideal audience? Like, where are you going to start? What's holding you back? Because we often have things that are keeping us from making those phone calls, getting the talk ready, whatever. And those limiting beliefs that we have. What tools do you need? Like we do discuss, like I'll say your speaker sheet would be one of them. We don't really go into the depths of that, but some of the basic tools that you would need to get started and where would you start to find the gigs? So it's like a starter pack.
0: Okay, awesome. And how much is that?
1: That is 197.
0: Wow, that's a deal. Okay, cool. So for our listeners, Go to speaking gigs now.com. and you know if you're filling the poll and you're like, gosh, I want to be a speaker, I just don't know what to. Where do I start? Get the speaker success assessment call, or maybe you're in the middle of it and you feel like something's off. I know Lisa can help you there as well, and check out her Get Speaking Gigs Now virtual workshop. It's only one hundred ninety seven dollars. Like. That's a nothing for where this could take you. And that's also on our website. And then Lisa, where are, can we follow you? Where else can we find you? Contact information. Oh yeah, you can find me on
1: Facebook. That's my most common social media choice. And my name is spelled a little different. It's, I'm very easy to find because my name is spelled different. It's L-E-I-S-A. And then my last name is R-E-I-D. So there's an E and an I in Lisa and there's an E and an I in Reed. I think I'm the only one on Facebook like that. So
0: I think so. Yeah, you are one of a kind. So Lisa Reed, tell us just for in closing, you know, sometimes people who are listening are having a great day in business and they're kicking it. And sometimes people are having their toughest day in business. What would you say to someone who's having a rough day, a rough quarter, a rough month? Oh my gosh. I
1: hear you. You know, we all have that. But I guess one of the questions I like to ask myself in those times is what else is true about me? Like what else is true about what I do that's amazing and how can I help people and how can I serve people? Who have I served? So remind yourself of the successes you've had, even if it maybe has seemed like it hasn't been in a while, it's definitely possible to continue going.
0: Yes. Awesome. I love that. Check in on those success stories. So Lisa Reed, thank you for being you being awesome. I love what you're up to in the world and who you are. We love that you're part of our community and thank you just for, for everything that you've done for me and my company. We just really appreciate you. So thanks for being here today. Thank you, You're amazing. Thank you for all you've done for me. Oh, girl, this is fun. It's been awesome. I know people are going to want to listen to this a bunch of times. So thanks again. And you know, for our listeners all over the world, I just want to thank you. I know you're in more than 50 countries and we salute you. We're grateful to you. If there's anything we can do, you can email us at contact at salescoachnow.com. Definitely leave us a review on iTunes. If you haven't yet, we really appreciate that. If you haven't gotten our free gift yet, six secrets to doubling your sales. It's a simple PDF, but it could help you make your day even better and make your sales grow even faster. You can go to salescoachnow.com forward slash gift again, that salescoachnow.com forward slash gift. And also I'd love to partner with you and your company on your next event, your conference or your sales training session. You can go to Ursula U R S U L A M E N T J E S dot com to see all of my latest keynotes and click on the link to book me now. You can also go to salescoachnow.com to learn about sales camp and all of our free events that we have coming up. We just, we want to thank you again. You guys rock. If there's anything we can do, please reach out. And make this your most epic month yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales Now. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales now.